You can even see the approaching revolution in clothes. You can see and feel everything in clothes. Welcome everyone back to You Have to Wear Something. Um, how's everyone doing? Today we have another guest host. Um, of course, I'm Nicole Briggs, and we have Linda Lysing here today. Hi, Linda. Hi, Nicole. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for being here today. We're going to do a special episode um, in honor of brides, all those brides that got engaged over the holiday. Um, so this is going to be a little bit of a bridal episode, a little different for me. How you are you have, feeling? You have to wear something on your wedding day. You have to wear something on your wedding day. Um, and just a little bit on Linda so you know that she knows what in the hell she's talking about. Um, Linda has worked for many brands as well as I, um, some of them being um, Amsala, Vera Wang, and Monique Louier, just to name a few. And we're talking not, you know, David's Bridal here, no offense to the David's Bridal Bride, but these are luxury brides. So um, we're talking handmade, we're talking Chantilly Lace, you know, from Chantilly in France. Um, so um, lots of white glove service in her uh, background and, um, you know, She's definitely an authority on the topic, I think. Uh, so you should listen to what she has to say. Um, so first of all, um, I want to talk about when you first start thinking about the gown. It's all about the dress. It's probably probably the most important photo you take in your life, one of them anyway, uh, with your husband. Obviously, you know, in many years to come, you would pass that photo down of you and your husband to uh, the next generation and so on and so forth. Um, so we understand the importance of the dress. The dress and the portrait. <laughs> and the portrait. Um, so before, though, you even start just you know, you're very excited and you start going on all these appointments. There's a couple of ways to think about it before you start shopping. Isn't that right, Linda? Yes, absolutely. You know, you've got the excitement of having this, this shiny bling on your finger to carry you through. And of course, the next thing you're thinking about is probably either your dress, how you're going to look or where you're going to get married or both. Um, typically, I think it's sort of better if you know where you're getting married. Um, it doesn't mean you can't start shopping, but you know, it's a vast difference from, you know, getting married at a, you know, French chateau to getting married somewhere um, like in Ojai and, and, and kind of having like a boho mentality. And again, whether you just consider um, as long as like the dress is right for me, I can take it anywhere. Sure. I mean, sometimes that works, but most of the time, I think that knowing uh, where you're going to wear that dress is going to help you find the dress. Yeah, I, I think it's important. And, you know, immediately, as soon as you get engaged and even way before you're engaged, a lot of people have whole like vision boards and boxes about what kind of bride they're going to be. Um, you start having a vision of how you want to look on your day. And um, it's good to flush that vision out. I know a lot of people are going to start a Pinterest board. They probably have mm -hmm. one secret one going already um, and decide how you want your body to look in the dress and what kind of bride you are mm -hmm. and does that bride belong in that venue you know if you're a, a cupcake bride you probably don't want to be on the beach mm -hmm. you know sweating it out on your day and yeah. <laughs> vice versa you know if you want to dance a lot in that in that ballroom yeah. you don't want to shift around in the mermaid you know practicality means a lot I had a bride who um, you know wanted to do a hula dance but she wanted to do it in the bridal gown and you know we're looking at we're looking at mermaid gowns things are fit 
fitted at the hips and you know she had to make sure that she could move the way she wanted to move you know these things are important how do you want to be in the dress so yeah and and do you are you keeping the dress on you know mm -hmm. and you know one thing i would think about is timeline too like sometimes the brides is it is a such thing as shopping too early and too late for your gown right yes Yes, um, I think a lot of brides, you know, they get engaged and they really don't have an idea when they're even getting married. Mm -hmm. So they, um, you know, you get engaged and, you know, maybe you're living together, maybe you're not, you know, maybe there's no plan and you just kind of start kind of shopping for a dress. Um, if you have a date and a venue, that's the perfect time. I think if it's like within a year. Mm -hmm. You know, because usually what you give yourself at least a window of six months for the bridal gown, right? Yes. yes. And I think you want to think about, well, how long do you want to be shopping for the gown? So from when you have your first appointment, um, you know, it becomes a, a real full-time job if you extend that search to five months, you know. I think you want to kind of go in there with an idea of when you want to buy the gown. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, well, we're going to get into what that appointment means in just un momento. Okay, so we were talking about the appointment and giving yourself time uh, for the dress, mm -hmm. right? Um, so when um, let's talk about appointments for just a moment. Yeah, I think a um, few things. I think that bridal gown shopping can be you know, really like the most fun aspect of planning your wedding in some level, but it can also kick up a lot of, um, oh, you know, angsty feelings about, you know, how you're looking, how you want to be looking for your most photographed day of your life. Um, you know, it calls into question kind of certain things about your, your identity. You know, we can be a lot of different things. What do we want to be for that day? So I think, um, you know, it really helps when you have a rapport with your bridal consultant. And I, I really would love to talk about, you know, how you can get the most out of your bridal appointment, um, you know, wherever you go shopping. Yeah, I think, um, you know, you're going to have your crew, whether that's your maid of honor or your mom or the people who help you make the decision. Um, you don't necessarily have to bring the whole like Wu-Tang Clan with you, mm -hmm. with, you know, to the appointment. Right. You know, not all 13 members yeah. of the immediate family. Um, and um, I think, you know, two to three people max throwing out opinions is mm -hmm. already of a kind of a, a, a high emotion mm -hmm. experience and to have the people who are whose opinion you really truly care about on your day to attend right 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 yeah and if there's someone who you know tends to kind of push you into things that you don't really want to be pushed into or or doesn't really um, you know has a little trouble listening to you I mean sometimes brides do their initial shopping by themselves or with just one person until they really solidify what it is they want and then they bring other you know people who might weigh in on the decision I think that's a really smart strategy um, you know I think you bring too many people and you literally can't hear yourself think you almost don't know how you feel in the dress that you're in yeah I mean I think like if you have a big bridal party it's um, tempting to bring all of the girls with you to help you pick out the dress and <laughs> 
But then they all have all these different opinions and uh, you'll be surprised how that can stress you out during your appointment when really should really there's so many options and so many beautiful designers big and small now mm -hmm. that to really hone in on the dress it takes some time it takes some focus um, and you you don't want to be so easily distracted even emotionally right yeah yeah no I've, I've seen that happen you know time and time again where um, you know you've opened it up to the floor and people are gonna give um, their opinions if they're allowed to give their opinions and no, they're definitely gonna give their opinions especially yeah. the person paying right 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 um, <laughs> for, for sure and maybe maybe they're the ones that are the most allowed but one would hope that you know it's the um, the dream dress of the bride that that gets to win um, I think you just have to be prepared that when you bring people you can maybe you know just say um, I'm gonna try a bunch of things on and you know I'm gonna open it up and see what the opinions are but ultimately I need to go with what's right you know because sometimes one person will have an issue with one feature on the dress and they'll essentially try to shoot it down even though you know you as the bride really love it um, again it's just their opinion it's not a fact that there's something wrong with this dress yeah you, know, you can still love that dress so um, you know you you can accept that they have an opinion but you do not have to take and factor in that opinion unless it really speaks to you yeah and also too um, if you're going to a really great place that like will hand make your dress then a lot of times you can eliminate things and change the dress I mean if you're having a custom dress made from scratch you know it's like hey you know what I don't want that belt or I want this strapless or I want sleeves mm -hmm. you know a lot of times you know if you just ask more questions mm -hmm. your consultant can accommodate you know little changes on the dress not you know the oh, big yeah. changes but small changes and I'm gonna say I think that you know um, nowadays we're, we're a little reluctant to kind of have a salesperson with us but in, this is the one context where like really the salesperson really can be your greatest ally um, you want to give them as much information as you can and be honest be honest about your budget be honest about you know how you want to present even if like you're you're shy about it it really um, you know and if you can't speak that truth then show them your Pinterest board with whatever um, you know is fascinating at the moment because they can kind of thin slice through what they're looking at and the next thing you know they're bringing you something that really really can speak to you true so let's talk about um, honesty in your appointment as well mm -hmm. and making that consultant your ally right because yeah. I think they come in and you know brides can be very discreet and almost want to hide details, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. And listen, I mean, no salesperson can reach into your purse and, you know, take out thousands of dollars and make you spend anything that you do not want to spend. But, you know, um, there's a vast difference from saying you have a $10,000 budget to you saying you have a $5,000 budget. And, um, you know, as an example, beading. Um, you know, hand beaded dresses are expensive. You know, um, those beads cannot be picked off. They're not glued on, they're sewn on. And, um, you know, this will render the price point much, much higher. Um, you know, you can get much cheaper beaded gowns, but you have to understand that they are, um, you know, usually produced, uh, you know, say in China, or, you know, they're, they're, they're kind of in a mass produced, probably glued on scents and things like that. How you do important. not want those beads on the dance floor no, when you you're do not. for that first dance. <laughs> no, you do not. Um, but the point is, you know, when you decide, like, this is what I, I really want, 
um, and what can I get with this budget? The more honest you are, the more your consultant can turn you in the right direction. And sometimes that means it's not, you know, where she works, where, you know, it's not at that designer's place. But if you can trust the appointment, you know, you can get pointed in the right direction. And again, I understand that, you know, uh, not every salesperson is going to be amazing. But, you know, in general, I think that we who work in bridal really are vested in finding that perfect thing for you, you know? Yeah, most people in bridal have been, um, are veterans of bridal. Uh, they've been in bridal a really long time and they've seen all kinds of brides, old, young, you know, wealthy, modest, you know, uh, classic, cupcake, boho, rustic, mm -hmm. mermaid. They've seen the whole gambit. And so, you know, this is not your salesperson at H&M. You know, this yeah. is someone to trust and someone who can uh, really help you and hold your hand through the process because the closer you get to the day is when the stress really starts yeah, and your yeah. body is changing things are changing a hundred percent i mean can we just talk about you know you're buying the dress it's nine months before the wedding next thing you know it's two and a half months before your wedding and you are there for your first fitting and you barely remember your dress um now maybe, the dress is ready now the dress is ready maybe you didn't lose that extra 10 pounds or that what that you were hoping to um you know how are you feeling in that moment it's it's stressful i think that you know you when you have a good relationship with your consultant and you know you're buying from a reputable salon i mean they know that they have a responsibility to make sure you walk out that door with this beautifully fitted garment and all the promises, you know, that were made when you bought the dress are being kept. But you yeah. also have to kind of meet, you know, um, them halfway and, you know, show up, um, you know, be optimistic. Sometimes the size that, you know, you tried on and more often than not, what you tried on in the salon has been, you know, either clipped up or expanded or what have you when we have to order your dress and we do it according to measurements. And bridal gowns are made with seam allowances and, and, and ways in which they can be taken down and, and expanded. And, you know, you have to trust that, um, you know, they are going to complete the work and really like leave you as a happy bride because, you know, reputations depend on that. Yeah, yeah, you know, um, in terms of changing the dress too, um, you know, let's say like they even get the gown and it's not what they hoped for, you know, um, how do you get past that, you know, how do you, you know, change in that moment, you've invested all this money in this dress, and mm -hmm. um, I know I've had some moments where, you know, I've had to kind of get the bride like through the moment of, of maybe like you remember how how you fell in love with this dress mm -hmm. originally mm -hmm. let's kind of get back to that yeah um or what have you um and also too like you said with the budget I think when you talk about a dress that can be taken in taken down or altered um would you say like a dress like that would at minimum would cost like five thousand dollars or more yeah I mean I would say so, and I would say even if it doesn't cost that, I think that um, your best bet is to try and, and see if there's a flat fee for alterations because, you know, you think, oh, wow, you know, like $700 is a lot, but it covers everything, you know what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you mean. 
Hey, welcome back. So we were talking about um, alterations, um, custom dresses, um, and the dress, you know, if you are able to get a custom dress that's five grand or more, um, seeing if there's a flat fee for alterations and allowing, you know, that salon to do your um, alterations. And usually mm -hmm. there's about, you know, like three to four fittings, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, um, partaking in that flat fee of alterations, I think you are, you know, allowing that salon to kind of work on your behalf to keep working on the dress until it really feels like a perfect fit for you, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think like, especially the last two fittings, as you get close to the day, your body is kind of right mm -hmm. where it's going to be. And, um, it's usually like a week or two before the wedding, right? Where you have the last fitting. Yep. Is that true? Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, I want to actually say one more thing. Yeah. Um, you know, again, more off the rack or there's a lot of, um, you know, kind of less like let's we'll, we'll say the under $5,000 range where the gowns are just, you know, the size is the size and that's it. Um, generally speaking, the higher end ones uh, allow customizations, and that's the thing. There are a lot of pattern changes which you might hear about, and um, that's definitely something that you want to be very thorough talking to your consultant about. You know, you've got like a D cup breast. It's sort of like the bodice of that gown is going to fit you a little differently when those cups are expanded. Um, you know, the height of a strapless dress. I mean, if that size feels low, like that you try on as a sample, and let's say the size that's being ordered for you is even a size lower than that, then you have to understand that, you know, that, that, that neckline's gonna be even lower. So you wanna make, make sure that you're having discussions with your consultant about, you know, what changes might need to be made to make the dress more suitable for your body. Because that's once it's cut, it's cut, you know, so it's different from alterations. And that's one thing um, not everyone understands that, um, you know, sometimes the, it has to be repatterned a bit and then created and then altered, mm -hmm. um, you know, mm -hmm. and not everyone. It, the closer the sample size fits you, of course, you know, lucky girls. I mean, yeah, but right. But most women most of us aren't, you know, yeah, a sample size and, uh, you know, every woman wants to look perfect in that dress. And you have to kind of consider that. And, um, you know, be honest with yourself is like how, if you want, you know, that perfect day and the perfect dress, you know, for me, I mean, I'm even willing to do like backyard plastic cups just yeah. for that dress to look perfect. Yeah, you you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? No, like I it's priorities, 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 priorities. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, that can help with your budget, with your venue decisions, all of that too. Mm -hmm. Like how important is it for you to look this way in this dress and, and from our experience, it's, right. it's extremely important. Mm -hmm. So that's something to consider because, you know, a lot of people are like, don't realize like, wow, like five to 7,000, even 10,000 are like, that's quite a bit for just one dress. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, okay. And then, you know, I just want to say one thing about a little bit about like the bigger dresses. If you're a ball gown, you know, make sure that the person that is doing your bustle is there at your appointment and maybe even show more than one person because there's going to be a lot of champagne flowing yes, yes. and um, <laughs> you're going to want someone to practice that bustle so that you can dance in your, uh, yep. your ball gown. Yep. In my um, experience, it's, it's really great to bring someone along to that final fitting and then videotape you know, not videotape, but you know, video yeah. the, um, the way the bustle is done step by step so that like, 
yeah, let's say you, 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 you know, you get to cocktail hour and you get a little loopy, you can kind of refer back to your video. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the know? video, I forgot all about that. Yeah, yeah. video it and, um, and then, you know, no one has to remember it. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and then to just, you know, after you get married, you know, like, what do you do with this gown now? Right. right. Just caring for the gown. I mean, I, I think it's worth it to preserve the gown with like a J shear or something like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, you know, um, everybody's different. I've, I've heard of people just keeping it in the trunk of their car for months and months and months, <laughs> you know, and, and other people are like, you know, this is going to be christening gown someday, you know, what have you. But I think, um, you know, after it, uh, you spend all that time having it so beautifully fitted to your body and, and you know, it's such a, a gorgeous piece of art, really. Like, I think it really behooves you to, you know, to get it preserved or at least cleaned. Cleaned right away is definitely the most important thing, but preservation will kind of keep that looking fresh in archival paper. <laughs> yeah, for a long time. Um, I just wanted to talk about something that I read that I thought was really sweet about, you know, you, when you get this dress, you wear the dress, you get photographed in the dress, you get it cleaned, you get it preserved, and then it ends up in the back of the closet. Maybe it's even in the trunk of your car. Um, but um, what I read was, you know, there are couples who every year on their anniversary, um, they take out their... Uh, wedding dress and the groom takes out his tux and they put it on and they take a picture in it on their um, anniversary and of course you know anniversary one two and three usually those things are fitting still pretty well but over time after kids things start to change maybe it's getting a little tighter mm -hmm. and I think it drums up a lot of emotions and I think it's a good like you like you, you were mentioning like an exercise mm -hmm. to see where you are uh, drum up how you were feeling the day you committed, the day you got married, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, like when you get back in those outfits, you are going back to being those two people on that day, remembering like you know the giddiness, like the excitement that you had. I think um, I think it's a really lovely thing to do and a cool way to almost kind of get your money's worth in a way, you know. Yeah. And and kind of like we said, you know, you're spending all this money on a dress. Why, why do we do that? You know, why, why is it so important to look just so? And I think, um, you know, one thing that we recognize is that this wedding portrait is often, this is the thing that generations from now they'll see, you know, that'll be like the one photo that they see of you perhaps, you know? I mean, I don't know with all the, you know, divorces online. yeah 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 <laughs> well the way photography goes now you think about it like your great-great-grandparents you've probably seen their wedding photo but you don't see a bunch of other snapshots of them mm -hmm. I know that um, nowadays you know photography is changing and so this is almost a cool way to have a modern reference point for our wedding attire like let's keep putting it on every year can you imagine you maybe know? it's an anniversary selfie whatever yeah, it is yeah. but it's still like a way to to kind of remember mm -hmm. and to feel it all over again and yeah. you know I've even read of some couples maybe there's you know it doesn't zip up anymore and they have a laugh about it about their mutual weight gain or mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. what have you or even um you know um, couples who renew their vows mm -hmm. and sometimes they bring it out and they renew their vows in the original gown and right, stuff like right, that right. so you know it's not just a dress you're not just saying yes to any dress right. um, and um, that's why it's so important and it's you know it can really be a, a, a sweet part 
of uh, the wedding over time. I agree. I mean, and you know, the time of your engagement, think about this. You're calling each other fiance and it's this finite period of time. You know, you're boyfriend and girlfriend and then you're affianced and then the next thing you know, it's husband and wife, you know, and um, this is a cool way to kind of get to be a bride. Um, I had an uncle, he, um, you know, instead of calling my aunt, my aunt, he would say my bride. Aww. <laughs> he still called her his bride. They were married like 40 something years. Oh, you know? that's yeah. so sweet. But yeah. there's something cool. Like what if you guys can kind of step back in and you know what? You're the bride again. Just, just for, you know, just Even for a few it, minutes. Just take for a, a few minutes. It's true. It's so, so true. Cool. Well, I really appreciate your insight, Linda, and for being on the show today. Thanks for coming to You Have to Wear Something. Oh, thanks for having me. Because you have to wear something to your wedding, whether you like it or not. Yes, unless you're a nudist. <laughs> unless you're a nudist. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. All right. Future episode. Future episode. Mm -hmm. And then I will talk to you guys soon. And as I always say, peace.